Welcome to the Shred with Science podcast with your host, Dr. Chris Spearman, one of the world's leading online fitness coaches and expert in metabolic correction and a global cover model. Chris delves deep into the most up-to-date scientific literature to provide you with the tools you need to live a healthy, enjoyable, and educated lifestyle. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back. It is another episode of the Shred with Science podcast. Today, it is episode 125, and I am exceptionally excited to talk to you today about the science behind fat loss. We've spoken about this before, but it is the most downloaded topic on anything that I do. So I want to go into the hormonal aspect of fat loss, go through some aspects of this that you guys will be familiar with, of course, but also touch on some of the aspects of fat loss that that are really fundamental but important in relation to your hormonal hormonal profiling and how your body is adapting so that you don't lose body fat you know so um it's been an exceptionally busy few weeks i am currently in glasgow recording this podcast it is 3:05 a.m it is late and um getting this podcast out for you guys because i know how important it is we're gone into february it's exceptionally important that you guys stay on your health kick and you keep pushing forward. Um, you, you know, for me, it's a massive thing to be able to help you guys, of course, and add as much value as I possibly can to everything that you guys are doing. Of course, down below in any of the show notes, you will have or the ability to download a free workout guide. You'll be able to go through different aspects of uh, training and nutrition with a free arm guide, free bikini guide. You can book a call with me personally if you like. Find out more about the Cover Model Academy. Join our free Facebook group. Get the exact workout I used for my first magazine cover, amongst a load of other things. And, um, you know, for me, it's an important thing to be able to add as much value as I can. I'm now uh, doing some daily emails for all of you. So um, if you guys want to join my daily email list, all you have to do is download one of the guides below here. You will not only get the free guide, but you will also get my daily emails uh, until you get sick of knowledge bombs. Uh, it's been an incredibly busy month so far. It's been an incredibly busy year so far. I've obviously been away a number of times. I've been away learning and trying to build as much as I possibly can to offer a, an incredible service to every single one of our amazing clients within the Cover Model Academy and everything that's going on going forward. The last episode of this podcast, of course, we spoke uh, last week about the mastermind and how amazing that is. Um, my heart, my passion is still with the Cover Model Academy and I am absolutely in love with the Shred with Science podcast. So I am so grateful for you guys listening. As always, anyone who leaves a review on iTunes will win a call with me regardless. Uh, I mean that. That isn't just me saying, oh, you know, you'll win a podcast uh, chat episode giveaway. Uh, the truth is every single person who leaves a review legitimately all you have to do is screenshot it send it to me in the dms so many of you guys say hey listen i left a review but you probably won't call my name out but you know i'm just going to tell you it's there anyway tell me because every single person who does that gets a call with me and the winner of today's giveaway 
is Ashreen. And Ashreen says, excited. She has a five-star rating and says, excited for the topics to come. I've been following you via social media and I appreciate the message you send and your outlook on life. Keep it up. I've just started listening to these podcasts at various times during my days and it helps me refocus, educates me and grounds me. Thank you so much for your review. As always, um, my aim is to add as much value as possible. And I think fat loss or the science behind fat loss is definitely an aspect that you guys are all, uh, you know, in alignment with and, uh, and seek huge amount of value from. So I hope you enjoy this. So before we delve deeper into the, you know, the science, the nitty gritty physiology and the biochemistry behind um, some of the hormones in particular um, behind fat loss, it's important to note that there is no shortcut to fat loss. I can t- trust me, I've tried and, and I've tried with clients as well, you know, and, and, and often we are bombarded with fad diets with no real scientific backing whatsoever, no real substance. Um Although that being said, fat loss really isn't that difficult um, or it's not as complicated as you know, as the media portrays it to be. And obviously, of course, if you have someone selling a product that is quite niche, um, it, it, it's often more beneficial for them to kind of build it up as like a massive issue. It, stick to the basics. You know, we're going to talk in serious detail about the physiology, you know, the molecular biochemistry of fat loss. But the basis remains the same that generally, you know, if you're in a consistent calorie deficit for a sustained period of time, you're more often than not going to see results. You know, so that being said, obviously, we're going to delve a little deeper um, into the biochemistry behind it. Um, And, you know, on that topic, I just want to, I suppose, highlight um, a relevant quote from uh from from a colleague and friend of mine um phil lerney um and 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 his quote was nutrition is just an applied form of biochemistry you know it really is i mean we can go as 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 deep as you like um you know with my you know eight nine ten years of 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 biochemistry behind me even now I, i i see some of the literature that's coming out and a lot of it is very very complicated um but my job today is to try and, I suppose, translate that across to you guys in layman's terms, um, you know, to try and get across the general points, um, especially of some of the hormones that we're going to speak about today. So I suppose the first one, um, you know, and, and the one that gets talked about quite a lot, especially in terms of carbohydrate diets, is insulin. So... You know, insulin is paramount when we talk about fat burning. It really is. You know, um, insulin takes charge of, you know, managing your hormonal state, you know, your natural fluctuations between a state of regeneration and degeneration. Um, of course, you know, genetics and individual hormonal balance, you know, affects how well insulin is managed in the body at a basal level. But that being said, obviously your environment and your diet um, can influence this even further. But being able to regulate and manage insulin is, is what's massively important. That's what I try and get across to my clients. Um, and obviously that requires stabilizing blood sugar levels um, almost down to a science, um, you know. And it's, well, first of all, what is insulin? You know, uh, so insulin is a fat storing hormone, you know, of, well, isn't it? Like, you know, you pick up a biochemistry and uh, a biochemistry book and it, you're, you're told straight away it's a fat storing hormone. However, you know, what you need to know is, you know, there are two enzymes responsible for um, fat gain or fat loss, um, you know, LPL um, and HSL. 
So lipoprotein lipase um, and hormone um, sensitive lipase. In short, LPL is associated with fat tissue, um, you know, and, and, and it is activated by insulin essentially. It works by stripping fat um, from triglycerides. So, you know, fats are obviously made up of of, um, of a triglyceride, for example. Um, you know, there's a glycerol molecule and three fatty acids. So it, it, it's responsible for stripping those down and breaking those down, you know, and allowing those fatty acids to be stored around the body. Um, obviously, that's, you know, well documented. We know this um, in, in, in terms of that process. However... Um, insulin suppresses HSL, which is the other hormone or the other, um, you know, enzyme you know responsible for um, you know fat gain and fat loss. But HL, on the other hand, does the exact opposite. So HSL um, strips fatty acids from the triglycerides, basically enable them to be burned um, as energy. In essence, insulin is a what I like to call a storing and locking hormone. It can store fat, you know, if it's present. Um, it also reduces fat release, so it's quite important to you know to state that you know it is not just um, responsible for um, for stripping down fat as well. So you know this is exactly why you know if you see you guys may have may have tried this before when you're on a low calorie diet, for example, you know you can um, p- people who are like seriously insulin resistant, it can it can cause havoc, you know, often causing a lot of um, muscle tissue loss. You know, instead of fat loss, um, very often excessive weight rebound, you know, unsatiable cravings. You can correct me on that one. I think it's insatiable cravings. Um, basically, you're, you're, you know, you, you just go nuts in terms of craving food. Obviously, we will talk later about leptin and ghrelin as well. Um, you know, but even after, um, you know, insulin affects um, the freeing up of, of these fat cells, once the fat arrives at the actual cell itself, you know, ready to be burned, insulin also, um, you know, interrupts that rate limiting step at which, you know, the, this fat burning process is called. Let me go. Carnitine palmyotransferase 1, I think. Um, I just call it CPT1. Um, you know, and, and, and essentially, you know, that's the enzyme that's responsible for, for the actual fat burning process or the rate limiting step of that, of that reaction. Um, you know, so already you can see how clear it is you know and, and how important it is that insulin metabolism um, has in, in terms of fat loss or, or fat storage um, so yeah, as you can imagine you know all of those things um, you know in, in, in terms of like you know this weaving complex of hormones already um, you know and then you add hunger hormones in there inflammatory compounds brain chemistry um, you know, into the mix, and all of a sudden you've got like a concoction of just um, you know unregulated hormones, and um, your body just is completely out of whack. Um, obviously, what I do with my clients is it is tailored, of course, but the principles remain the same. Obviously, as I as I become a better coach and and, and educate myself, you know, weekly, I think I always have different approaches. You know, and, and as I develop as a coach. You know, I'm better able to kind of distinguish whether a client may need, you know, a carbohydrate rich diet um, or, you know, maybe more of a, a ketogenic diet, even though I don't like the, the word ketogenic diet. It's not. I always try and have some form of carbohydrates um, at some, at, at, 
there will be exceptions, of course. Um, but generally, I feel like, especially in terms of what my niche is, in terms of, you know, metabolic shift, I feel like carbohydrates are massively important. And obviously, you know, that feeds into the whole insulin pathway. So the next hormone, obviously, and, and this is one that is going to shock some of you guys, is cortisol. Um, so obviously cortisol, cortisol is a lot more difficult, um, but it's probably one of the, the most widely misunderstood hormones in the human body. So tying back into what we just spoke about, um, cortisol also blocks um, LPL but, and, and stimulates um, HSL. Um, so contrary to what pop, um, to, to, to popular belief or what people think, cortisol um, can be a fat-burning hormone as well, but can also be a fat-storing hormone. Um, obviously, which of these pathways predominates the other is generally determined by other hormone influences um, that take part. Um, you know, for example, cortisol with a high level of growth hormone, testosterone, um, endogenous or exogenous, um, depending on, on, on the athlete or, or, the, or the individual, results in fat burning. Whereas cortisol with, you know, with a lot of insulin um, primarily um, results in, in fat storage. Um, but yeah, so leading back in, you can see how all these link in together, like cortisol interrupts, um, insulin metabolism, um, generally speaking, um, by causing the body to, to make even more insulin. Um, and obviously then it's just a vicious cycle. Um, so you, the misconception that the, the cortisol is bad, of course, you know, if, if you're stressed, you release cortisol and it has a negative effect, but you know, it, it plays a role plays a role and i think as as the years especially you know the last three or four years in in the fitness industry and and, and with coaches becoming more educated on, on the biochemistry they can actually see the positives for for cortisol of course you know if you're if you're a bodybuilder or you're trying to grow muscle obviously we say inflammation is bad but you need some form of inflammation you need some form of stress you need some form of cortisol um some of you guys will know um Ben Pokolsky, who's a an IFBB pro, and he talks, um, you know, extensively about the the difference between recovering better, um, or or adaptive response. So, if you okay, on one hand, you can recover better, more efficiently, but you're less likely to adapt if you make it, um, if you facilitate that recovery process. So, you can you can you, you can see the kind of flip side of the coin, um, especially with these hormones. Of course, one of the most obvious is, is your thyroid hormones. Um, most of you already know, you know how, how critical these are um, in terms of regulating your basal metabolic rate. Um, you know, when you look at um, the average Western diet with three large meals, you know, the evening meal normally, of course, is, is the largest or, um, you know, is, is, is the one that is the highest, um, generally speaking, the highest carbohydrate um, intake and, and the highest calories. Um, you know, so the thing about your thyroid hormones is they weave in depth in, in, into, you know, leptin and ghrelin and, and, and how a lot of those go. And, you know, if, um, you say those three large meals, you know, do not meet calorific requirements, um, which, which generally happens here is that, you know, leptin will decrease, um, you know, uh, as will ghrelin um, in terms of your appetite um, stimulating hormones. Um, and the result of all these hormonal changes, you know, is uh, irritable hunger, um, you know, the struggle to lose body fat, um, you know, on a low calorie diet. Um, in summary, of course, you know, if you're not getting enough 
kind of nutrients in your muscle will be used as a fuel source um naturally obviously the the physiological response every time um you know someone eats thyroid hormones you know raise your metabolic rate uh, which causes heat generation um you know and and for those of us who who regulate you know i suppose the, the, what we'll say is the average um, metabolic rate successfully overeating will obviously lead to um, to a noticeable increase in body temperature um, you know if, if this isn't you and and then perhaps you know the time of a cheat meal isn't appropriate um, for most of us continuous binging and overeating will, will eventually lead to the burnout of, the, of your thyroid hormones of course if you're putting these under stress all of the time you know this is again an indication of of you know, underactivity within these hormones. So it is important to to be aware of these things. I'm not expecting you to know, you know, what you know, anadiamine or um, you know, neuropeptide Y increases or, or or what gets stimulated by leptin and ghrelin and things like that. But having a, a little bit of an awareness um about some of these hormones and and and, and that they're not all as, as as bad as they're made out to be. However, overeating is not um you know, on total calories, um, we'll say say per meal. You know, contrary to a lot of you know flexible dieting beliefs, three thousand cal- calories is not three thousand calories, um, and it is really important how they're dispersed. You know what the what, what the macronutrients are. For example, you know if you put you know, clients on a diet that exceeds their previous cal- um, calorific intake, but increasing the amount of meals, um, depending on. Um, may often lead to um, to fat loss depending on what the macronutrient profile of these meals are. Um, the time of these macronutrients, the combinations of each of these is essential. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll probably touch in a little in, in, in a later podcast about nutrient timing in particular because nutrient timing is massively important. I believe, you know, and the scientific literature proves that. Um, but, you know, that kind of leads us on to leptin. So we, we spoke about hun- hunger hormones already. And, you know, what is leptin? Um, for some of you guys will know, but, um, you know, it, essentially leptin is a hormone secreted from fat tissue, basically. Um, you know, and, and, and it plays an integral part in, in obviously the regulation of hunger um, and your ability to, um, your, your feelings of satiety. Like all, all the hormones, um, leptin has a, has a variety of functions, although obviously the, pr- the primary and, and the one we're most, most interested in, um, relevant to us, is, is it actually regulates fat cell size. You know, so the mechanism of action following the release of leptin from fat cells, basically a signal is sent to the brain um, basically to reassure the body yeah, you know, that adequate food has been received and now it's time to put the knife and fork down um, you know, for this reason. Obviously, leptin is extremely important when, when you talk about regulating, you know, fat loss, albeit indirectly. Um, obviously, there are, you know, different things that are going to affect your, your leptin le- um, levels. Fasting, exercise, you know, your body composition, you know, overfeeding. You know, just to just, just to briefly mention, like, some of those. Obviously, body composition-wise, for example, you know, as we mentioned before, you know, fat cell size um, is important. But, you know, fat cells secrete insulin. Um, sorry, uh, leptin, um, you know, and, and therefore the lower percentage of body fat you have, you know, the, the less of this appetite suppressing hormone gets secreted. Obviously, it's important that, you know, higher body f- um, fat percentage will generally have an elevated leptin concentrations, um, you know, which is, um, is expect, um, expected to be um, or to have a link with um, leptin resistance. So obviously, you know, 
insensitivity is caused um, by the brain, you know, becoming insensitive to the hormone itself, obviously drastically reducing its ability to affect your hunger and satiety. And, you know, if that's out of whack, then you're in trouble. You're in trouble. So obviously, of course, you know, the the leaner you get, the more efficient the regulation of these hormones are. And, and I say that about this, I said that about leptin, but that's very common with, with most hormones. You know, if you have, have a, a well-oiled, efficient machine, um, then it's going to run better. You know, and that's just, that's just, um, well, that's pretty obvious, of course. Um, but yeah, obviously fasting, exercise and overfeeding um, will all play a role um, in terms of in terms of leptin levels you know if you if you delve deep into exercise you know we all know that exercise burns calories of course and you know will lead to weight loss um, and therefore body fat store reductions um, but you know not a lot of us will take into account you know overall body mass including fast fat tissue impacts your total daily energy expenditure um, you know so even if you're if you're losing weight then to some degree obviously your your um, your basal metabolic rate is going to decrease. Um, what I'll try to say to a lot of my clients is, especially in the first few weeks of their, of their, of their program, of course, because of the way we structure food and the way we structure carbohydrates, they're actually kind of, I say growing tissue, but you know they're they're facilitating growth um, in the muscle tissue, increasing their glycogen stores, you know, pulling water into the muscle cells. Um, you know, increasing the the sarcoplasm of of of, of each muscle cell in particular. Um, therefore, they will increase in you know the the weight or or the volume or the mass of of, of those muscle cells. Um, and then obviously the scales are going to go up. They will be losing losing body fat as well. So you know the overall net change may not be much different for the first few weeks. That being said, because they have added more, we'll say muscle tissue. Um, to their frame, their basal metabolic rate's going to increase as well. Um, you know, so it, it it is important to take a lot of these things into consideration. You know, you don't need to know the the, the biochemistry behind it or or the metabolic pathways that underpin all of these things, but it's important to have an idea about what's going on. Um, the one thing I always get asked about, really, in in relation to satiety and, and hunger, is is you know cheat meals. Yeah, um, and this is probably something I'll 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 cover extensively. Uh, but basically I have some rules like I have some rules with my clients and generally you know if your body fat is in excess of say like 25% then I'll rarely allow cheat meals I think um, it's it's unlikely that you'll need one you know physiologically it's it's from a psychological point of view whether it's it's going to be more beneficial or detrimental and that depends on the client um, you know then for clients who maybe are between the 15 to 25% range I'll probably issue a cheat meal every like two to three weeks, obviously depending on, on psychological factors around their nutrition. Um, but then again, it is it's still not you know hugely necessary. Um, it's more more so from a psychological um, approach. However, if you've got you know athletes or, or, or clients that you know are around the I suppose ten percent range, um, we'll structure in a refeed, um, which is obviously a um, what I say it's a. It's a less guilty form of a cheat meal. It's obviously we regulate what foods are um, going to be optimal, um, you know, and and, uh, and and kind of monitor that process. Although there are things that I'll do even if a client's having a cheat meal. Generally speaking, we'll try um, and have a low carb day the day afterwards, um, you know, really to try and even out their calories. Um, it's a great way to boost your me- metabolism and obviously 
um, as an extra edge to, to carb cycling. I personally, if, if I am having a low carb day the next day, it's generally a rest day. That being said, I will normally try and get a lot of my cardio for the week done and really just ramp up my metabolism to overdrive and taking full advantage of that. You know, um, a cheat meal, like well, people ask me all the time, like, what can I have? Well, you know, it depends. How lean are they? You know, um, are they due a cheat meal or have they requested one? And like, when it comes down to cheat meals or refeeds, a lot of that to me, for for the vast majority of my clients, you know, that um, just want to get in good shape, it, it's it's trying to tackle it, but make sure that um, all the psychological aspects of a cheat meal are covered. You know, we know the effect it's going to have on, on, on leptin, ghrelin, you know, cortisol, you know, with, with specific inflammation. We know what's going to happen with insulin, obviously, if it's high carbohydrate, which generally, generally without giving too much away, it is. Um, you know, and knowing how these hormones are going to be affected is what's important. Um, but the psychological aspect is is often overlooked. You know, if a client is going to have you know, a refeed or a cheat meal and they're going to feel guilty for days afterwards and they're going to starve themselves or, you know, binge or just, you know, they're going to just feel guilty, then then it's not wise to have your, it's not wise to have, have, um, have your client, um, client do that. So I will be really specific with, um, you know, with, with each client. You need to be, you know, and if you, if you have a blanket thing that your coach is putting, you know, all their um, athletes on X, Y, and Z on a specific day and because it fits in and it's easier for the coach, then you need to kind of sit down and, and have a think about what you're doing with, um, you know, with that coach or is he just being lazy? You need to, very often I will, I will make sure, I will discuss with a client beforehand what they're able to have. I will get them to take a photo um, of what they actually eat and send them over when they check in, you know, uh, along with everything else that they check in. So, um, very often I may ask them to increase their step count the next day and ask them to send, you know, their, their, their Fitbit pro, um, progress or their, their, their iPhone step count over to me the next day as well. Um, you know, I track to make sure their activity is high the next day and things like that. And, you know, their water intake needs to be increased and there's loads of different things. I think I'll talk in a little bit more detail about, about cheat meals, but the most important thing is the effect they have on hormones, ghrelin, leptin, insulin, cortisol. And the cortisol isn't really that bad. Um, obviously, the effect your 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 thyroid is is going to have on um, your your basal metabolic rate and, and and vice versa. And as you can see, a lot of these hormones are intertwined. A lot of these hormones, um, like anything in the body, um, you know, upregulates or downregulates or has a negative feedback loop. Um, a negative feedback loop is basically if you're if your body senses that there is, you know, enough of X, Y, or Z, then you know it, it basically regulates itself, so it, it it drops the production of of that hormone in particular if if it senses there's enough of that in the bloodstream. So, you know, having a a, a, a generic um, or a, a general basis of, of these hormones is what's important. Obviously, we can go into more detail further down the line um, into the biochemistry side of things or the specifics, but. I think that's kind of, you know, that's kind of a good kind of base in terms of fat loss and we'll say endocrinology, although I'm not an endocrinologist, um, obviously my endocrinology is good, um, you know, the biochemistry behind it, but 
I hope that's been of interest. Um, I hope that's been useful. Most importantly, to, to apply it. Like, it's one thing taking in all this information and saying, oh, I'm going to listen to a podcast and oh, Chris is talking about X, Y, and Z. I'm going to learn a bit of this or I'm going to read this book or I'm going to do that. Or What's important is that you you use that information, that you can translate that across, um, you know, and you can integrate that into what you're doing um, and make the most of it. So have a think about, you know, some of these hormones, how they may affect you, you know, cheat meals and things like that. Of course, as always, if you have any questions, you guys know where to find me. What are some of your biggest whys, some of your biggest goals, some of your biggest aspirations this year? And what are you doing right now to get one step closer to whatever they are? What is it you're doing right now to map your actions to those ambitions and make sure that happens? Make sure that that works. And in doing so, are you able to hold yourself accountable to achieving those things? And if you're not, do you need help? Now, it may not be that you you may know how to diet, you may know how to train, or at least you may think you do, but you still need accountability and guidance. If that is from us, by all means, reach out. There will be a type form below here also that you can fill out, and we will let you know if you're a good fit for the program. So I think all in all, I just want to say thank you for being a part of our journey, every single one of us and every single one of you. Thank you for adding value to us and this journey that is ours. And we look forward to working with you in the future, or at least if not working with you, we look forward to adding value on some level. Podcast, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it may be. We're here to help. We want to help. And there's a team of us here who can definitely add value to your lives. Guys, as always, I'm going to leave you with the same quote that I leave you at the end of every podcast. Make the most of today. You will not get this day again. Peace. Guys, I'm interrupting this podcast for one reason only. I want to say a massive, massive thank you to every single one of you listening. Whether you've left a review on iTunes, whether you've shared this in your story, whether you've referred this to a friend, I just want to say a massive thank you. As a thank you from me, I want to give every single one of you something for free, something that you can take away and something that you can use. So what I want you to do right now, while you're listening, whether you're on Spotify, whether you're on Stitcher or whether you're on iTunes, continue listening this second, head straight over to my Instagram page. Now, I want you to click the link in my bio and hit free arm guide. I want you guys to download that, take it away, utilize it, give it a go. Let me know your feedback. Let me know how you're getting on as a massive thank you from me to you. So click the link in my bio, uh, put your email address in. It will get sent directly to you in seconds, completely automatically, completely for free as a massive thank you for you guys um, even listening to this. You know, I never thought that there would be this many people listening. Just recently, we've hit 100,000 downloads, which is mental. um, And I want to give something back. So as a thank you from me to you, uh, click the link in my bio download the free arm guide and get started. Um, You've got three workouts within that arm guide. You've got a hypertrophy arm day, you've got a strength arm day, and you've got an arm blaster. Now, if you're going to do the arm blaster, take about 60 to 90 minutes out of your day because it is gonna be amazing. Um, It's a little bit longer than usual, 
but some really, really good execution tips in that ebook. I hope you make the most of it. Guys, thank you again. <laughs>